Hi everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Irish Knicks Fan Podcast. I am your host, Brian Evers, and on this show we talk about beer, basketball and business and not necessarily in that order. So let's get right into it. On this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game against the Atlanta Hawks from the other night, uh, where we lost and we looked like absolute world beaters in the first half. And then in the second half, it looked like our team had fallen victim to the monsters from the original and the good Space Jam movie, where uh, the monsters had stolen all of our talent because we only scored 34 points for the entire rest of the game. And there was, I think, a 40-point swing. So we went from being up 23 points to losing the game by almost, uh, (laughs) by more than 20, I think, or almost 20. So yeah, it did not work out well for us. And I have lots of thoughts. And then wanted to finish off this podcast with a Sober October update. And uh, just a little bit of, you know, behind the curtain for this episode. I am a day late in posting this. I apologize. Uh, (laughs) Just a very busy week in work, but I wanted to get this out into the world before we play the Sixers tonight and the Celtics tomorrow night. And then we have another game on Monday. So you'll have by Tuesday afternoon, you'll have four more episodes of the podcast and we'll have reached 10 episodes. So I'm more than trying to make it up to you right now. And I hope you appreciate it. I, I, I know you do. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit about the game. Um, so stats wise, I mean, RJ had another very strong performance, finished with 19 points, had a few moments that had me screaming my usual, let's go RJ. <laughs> I don't know why I say it like that every time, but I, I do. <laughs> don't know why I'm just out of myself on the podcast. Uh, but uh, Randall was looking a little tired, uh, finished with 14 points. I think Conspiracy Brian is um, is making a claim on this podcast that I think he's actually injured because after playing like a quarter and a half, he was like fully icing both knees and one of his ankles. So, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete. Maybe that happens more than we think. But, you know, call me crazy, but like after running up and down for about 18 minutes, I don't think you should be icing both knees and your left ankle. Uh, You know, I'm not a doctor, but seems a bit suspect to me and he didn't play very well for the rest of the game. So make of that what you will. Um, We had another very solid performance by Jalen Brunson. Uh, He had 20 points and even though the team as a whole performed kind of terribly honestly overall uh he really was not the problem he tried his hardest every time he was on the court i really felt like he gave a shit i say that every time uh but i think this is just something about him that this this underdog mentality this never say die attitude this you know hey i'm gonna do whatever i can to make everybody around me better and give it my all every time I step onto the court. I mean, to be honest, he's won me over. You know, we're seven games into the season. We're three and four. and But I've never been more invested than I am right now in our success or potential success for this season. And he's a big reason for that because he sets the tone. And usually uh, the rest of our guys follow I will say that I'm going to mention yet again that Obi Toppin did not play enough minutes in this in this game. 
Uh, he scored 12 points, uh, had a pretty big impact. He did miss one uh, reverse dunk on an alley-oop attempt that was pretty embarrassing, honestly. And it, it kind of just was, um, it just showed how out of rhythm we were in the second half. I mean, what was so hard to make sense of in this game was that by halftime, okay, so we'd gone up early by 23. Uh, by halftime, they'd pulled within eight. And for all of us that have ever watched a modern NBA game, we know that once it's it's in that kind of 10 points or less window that the game is very much up for grabs by either team. But to go up by 23 and have moments in that first half where we looked like one of the best teams in the East, you know, like we were crushing it defensively. We were playing hard. We were making our open shots. We were competing you know and that's why we got out to that big lead you know and to see it just like dissolve uh right in front of me was like what is going on and um, but then you know first half we were almost at that 70 point mark i've kind of established in my mind if you know to you know to kind of keep track of the flow of the game is like and and a benchmark that we seem to have set ourselves for this season is like if we're in and around 70 points by halftime, it means our offense is where it needs to be. And, you know, that really should put us in a position to, you know, I guess be up big if we could just play some consistent de defense in a lot of the games that we'll play this season. Of course, there's going to be the, you know, elite teams, uh, you know, that come up that we come up against that, you know, I guess a scheduled loss, like I mentioned in the game against the books, but overall, like the goal, if, if you remember, I mentioned the goal is just to finish, you know, uh, five or six games above, uh, 500. So, you know, instead of going 41 and 41 over the 82 games to finish at 48, 49 wins or even 47 wins, you know, I think, um, we'd be in good shape. And even though it sucked to watch us lose, I mean, we're still only one game below 500. We're playing the Sixers tonight, uh, and both Joel Embiid and James Harden are injured, as far as I know. So we might actually win that game. And who knows? I mean, if our guys show up and play the way that they can against the Celtics tomorrow night, all of a sudden it doesn't look so dire, right? So, um, but in the second half, because this really was a tale of two halves. First half, everything clicking, everything making sense, all the shots going in, all the defensive rotations working, everybody playing as a team, everybody in flow, everybody getting their shots in the flow of the offense. Everything that needed to work was working. Um, in the second half, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned uh, on my Instagram story and earlier in this episode, we only managed to score 34 points for the rest of the game uh, you know after scoring almost 70 uh, in the first half so yeah not great <laughs> and some would say fucking shit <laughs> so yeah i mean i don't know what to say i think that you know other than it looked like you know we re like our guys had just kind of given up um, some things were not going our way. DeJounte Murray was having the game of his life, uh, had his season high against us. Uh, side note, we do have a bit of a habit of actually 
letting that happen for some reason. If you've watched any Knicks games over the last couple of seasons, there are a number of players that have had their season and their career highs against us. I don't know why that is. And it's usually somebody you wouldn't expect either. So maybe that's a sign of poor game planning. Or maybe the Mecca just kind of gets to them, like the the energy in the garden. But it it was crazy. I mean, Dejounte um, at one point had scored, you know, twenty one of of the Hawks like forty three points. Finished the game with I think thirty eight, like seven assists and six steals. He was looking like one of the best players ever. But I think he was just being a nuisance out there. He was like causing havoc. He was like. You know, even this, he got six deals, but he could have had like five more. He was like just all over the court, like was honestly playing like an absolute superstar. So I wonder if that's a statement of intent from him. And maybe we're going to see a huge breakout season for him. For the, for the uninitiated, he was a young player playing on the San Antonio Spurs. And he was traded to the Hawks at the beginning of this season to give Trey Young uh, their point guard, their superstar point guard, a bit of defensive help, but I think, uh, and I think honestly, in their greatest, like in their wildest dreams, they wouldn't have anticipated like you know forty, you know forty points, seven assists, and six steals um, from Dejounte. But maybe he will, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll actually keep it going. But. He absolutely terrorized us all night, and he was clearly the main reason that they beat us. And I think he honestly broke our guys' spirit, and that's a little worrying to let one player who's having a good game just completely make you give up on trying. And I mean, at the end of the day, like every game so far, whether we've won or lost, you can never call the level of effort into question. Uh, Like... If the shots aren't aren't going, or if people are getting into foul trouble, or you know, if certain superstar players are just playing up to their, the, you know, to the level that we expect at this point, that's one thing. But when you just stop trying, it's fucking infuriating to watch as a fan. Like, you know that. But it wasn't just that; it was like things, all the things that seemed so easy in the first half were all of a sudden really hard. I think we went almost the entire third quarter without like actually scoring which um you know you can't do that against any nba team and the crazy thing about this too is like there was one point in the game where julius who's like six foot eight six foot nine and probably 260 270 pounds like he's an absolute beast he's huge and he had a moment where he slapped he basically slapped the head off uh, uh, Trey Young, who's their five foot ten, like speedy point guard. I'm surprised they didn't. He didn't just knock him out, honestly. But he might as well have because you should have seen that his face, like he his he had a full blown black eye from either getting poked in the face or the force of the slap. I don't know what was going on, but he didn't even play like most of the game, and like he tried to give it a go towards the end of the game but like he couldn't even fucking see so and what was like the coldest thing ever was like like the the coolest thing ever was like him with one eye through this like no look alley-oop pass 
and, it, and clearly he was able to see it out of his periphery because he couldn't see out of the other eye. It's like that's that's a fighter. That's somebody who like who even though you know he had, there was no benefit to him coming back in, they were already up by double digits, and like he can't fucking see. Um, he was like, no, I want to like twist the knife. I want to like make like take this game out of reach. Like I mean. We've all we all remember him taking a bow in the garden when he knocked us out of the playoffs a couple of years ago, and um, like he is very good at playing the villain, and in this case he he has the bragging rights. So let's see, we're playing them again on the seventh of December. We better kick their ass, but like Trey is going to be ready, and so is Dejounte, and our guys better bring it. Um, yeah, but instead. <laughs> <laughs> in this game, uh, in the second half, we completely fell apart. As I said, we stopped trying. All the things that seemed so easy in the first half were insanely hard. We didn't score for most of the third quarter. Um, you know, we, we started scoring a little bit um, at the, towards the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter where actually, as I always talk about, the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter, even though everything had gone wrong for us and uh, that money time the winning time the when the real game starts we were still only down by 10 points now that's still fucking shit because we were up by 30 or up by 23 in the first half so it's a 30 plus point turnaround but the game was still there to be won but as i said i think Dejounte kind of broke our spirit and um, it was actually kind of despicable it was at home as well which really fucking hurts and uh yeah it was just a shit experience <laughs> like look it was good to see um uh, you know rj have his moments and uh you know honestly trey young's a bit of a dick so it was great to see him get his head slapped off by by julius um, <laughs> now I'm not advocating for violence of any kind, obviously, but you know sometimes people just deserve it, and he definitely has one of those faces. Uh, <laughs> and I mean that in a truly competitive uh, basketball sense only, to be crystal clear. Um, but then also to see, um, you know, Jalen Brunson have another very solid performance. I just think it's crazy to think that. Out of every game that we've played so far, even though we're three and four, um, you know, I still don't think we've seen a game where we've consistently played like four amazing quarters in a row. And I think when we do that, and if we can figure out a way to do that more consistently, or even three and a half quarters in a row, like we'll beat a lot of teams this year. Um, and also, we have a bit of a unique opportunity right now because some of the better teams in the league are really struggling to start the season. I mean, Brooklyn is a dumpster fire. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, they fired their coach. They've hired somebody who's currently suspended uh, for very sketchy things uh, in their their last team. Uh, you know, Kyrie is Kyrie doing Kyrie things and and uh, you know causing controversy as he does every single year. Uh, <laughs> I still think Kevin Durant could demand a trade if this doesn't continue to, if this doesn't get any better. Uh, but they are really struggling. I think they've won one or two games all season. So, like, we still have more wins than them. The 
Warriors are really struggling. Like they've played more games than we have, and I think they may have only as many wins as us, or even less. Like they're really not playing well now. I haven't double checked the the standings, but the last the last uh, thing I saw about that, the Warriors are, you know, I think they're they're not even in playing contention at the moment. They're losing a lot of games to start the season. And look, at the end of the day, I mean. I say this almost every second podcast, but it's very early in the season. There's no point in overreacting, and these things have a way of averaging out. I always say that, you know, the good teams remember that they're good, and the bad teams remember that they're fucking shit. And <laughs> usually, by the time we get to the um, get to the All Star break, and I think there's a possibility of that happening. Um, and that like the the Warriors will figure it out. Brooklyn will probably figure it out to an extent. And like the you know the, there's teams like the the Spurs that have been playing way above their their level, and the Utah Jazz who are supposed to be fucking tanking this year, who just look like one of the best teams in the league all of a sudden, which is really confusing considering that they actually want to lose the games uh, for Victor Wembanyama yes next year. So that's again another podcast for another day, but. Yeah, it's been an interesting whirlwind to start the season, um, but I'm feeling confident. I think that we're learning valuable lessons from every single one of these games so far. And uh, yeah, I'm still very confident that we can figure it out. And uh, the final note on this game is, hey, Monstars, can you uh, sort us out and uh, give us our talent back uh, for the next couple of uh, games yeah please please thanks yeah yeah cheers um so <laughs> with that said um i'm gonna take a bit of a break um well we're gonna take a bit of a break uh and when i come back uh i'm gonna give you a bit of a sober october update to close out the pod and uh yeah so uh we'll be back shortly <laughs> And we're back. So due to some amazing feedback that I've gotten from you guys, even though this is the Irish Knicks fan podcast, that there may ironically not be that many Irish Knicks fans, <laughs> at least not yet, uh, listening to the show. So um, <laughs> for those of you who are not at all invested in my guys and, and how we're going to perform the season uh, and don't want to hear my rants and raves and my... <laughs> <laughs> and, and me going on the roller coaster that is being a Knicks fan uh, for these next, you know, eight uh, 70 plus games uh, over these next six months or so, but that you're actually really interested in the other topics we'll be covering along the lines of anything personal development, uh, business systems, positive mindset, you know, anything around the area of human optimization and kind of being the best version of yourself and uh, are somewhat interested in what I have to say about kind of everything that's going on in the world of craft beer. And, you know, we will be separating the topics going forward and I'll be time stamping things in the show notes. So it'll be very easy for you to say, you know what, Breen, I don't give a shit about the Knicks, but I want to hear about everything else that's on your mind and heavy on your heart. That's totally fine. So with that in mind, um, just wanted to give you a bit of a sober October update. So we fucking did it. And um, thank you so much for all of the support. Um, we raised over 700 euros for a Pieta house uh, who are an amazing charity. They've been doing some awesome work here in Dublin for years. 
they are for anybody who doesn't know a suicide prevention hotline but they also prevent or they also provide a lot of amazing support um, and uh, resources for families that are affected by suicide and even provide counselors and other support to people who can't actually afford to go through traditional channels and mental health uh, is something that's is a topic that's really close to my heart and i actually have a semicolon tattooed on my wrist and that's probably a topic for another day but the reason behind that semicolon i'm not sure if you guys remember that campaign but it was this whole idea of it's not a period like a full stop it's a semicolon because your story's not finished and there was a lot of these campaigns going on a couple of years ago for um you know mental health month i guess which is usually october uh, ironically and uh, one of my uh, friends who's a good tattoo artist here in dublin uh, was actually doing a kind of a promotion where if you got the tattoo and um, the you know 50 euros that you paid to get it done uh, was just do- donated dre- directly to charities kind of in that mental health space so but it was also there's also a much deeper rooted meaning behind it um battles that i've overcome personally and seen other people in my life overcome and maybe some that weren't so lucky um so yes it's very near and dear to my heart and it just means a lot to me that you know i i took on this challenge and you know i said to you i told you guys that i made the promise to you and to myself that i would train every single day during sober october i did that that i wouldn't even indulge in alcohol free beer because it seems like a bit of a cop out honestly um for the whole month i i removed alcohol from the equation i removed all distractions and all potential pitfalls and things that may lead to self-sabotaging behaviors completely out of the equation and i kind of just focused on refilling my cup for a month excuse me so i mean i mentioned at the beginning of the month that this you know if you see me locked in before just wait and uh, it was actually pretty incredible and you know keeping myself accountable you guys keeping me accountable even me training through an illness for a week. And obviously there's days where I was tired and didn't want to do it. But when you're driven by purpose and you're driven by something that's bigger than yourself and that you don't want to let yourself or your supporters down, it just, it it gets you into this other level of operation. Like, like I was, I was just operating at this frequency that, that was, um, pretty unmistakable like I think that even you know spending quality time with my parents at the weekend as you guys know I have kind of instated this weekly breakfast date uh, every Saturday morning with my parents since the beginning of this year and I think they could really see that like I was being driven by something bigger than myself and that I was like very much um you know committed to this uh in a way that they probably were pretty surprised to see and I'm pretty I'm sure they were proud of me, you know, I'm sure that they weren't, you know, that that they were very happy to see that I'd set my mind to a goal and achieve that goal. I mean, they've seen me do that a little bit more often in these uh, previous, or sorry, in these recent years. But, you know, I don't think I've ever really taken on a challenge like this that was 
purely um, to raise an awareness for, you know, an amazing cause uh, that was purely for, you know, holding myself accountable to myself and other people. Um, And that was really not with any kind of monetary gain or like ego driven bullshit that, you know, may have been some motivating factors for previous ventures in the past. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's say nothing about how that may reflect on starting a podcast where I'm just going to talk about the things I'm interested in. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, on a serious note, it means a lot to me that you guys supported me from the very beginning. And um, a lot of you reached out and had some very nice and encouraging words. A lot of you donated. I mean, I like I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, there was many it's not even the the alcohol side of it it was just this continuous and like unwavering commitment to the promise that i made to myself and to you guys uh, around training and no alcohol which really you know it, it pushed me it definitely pushed me especially towards the end those last five or six days were very difficult and I had somebody's great idea, mine, uh, was to train the two days before Sober October started as well. So actually, by the end of October, I had trained 30, like 33 days in a row. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's really the right way to go about it. I know I did have some ca- cardio only days and, you know, I, I tried to kind of listen to my body and, and uh, you know, only do what I felt. I was capable of, um, you know, only in the level of intensity kind of varied kind of session to session, but, you know, not to be too kind of cliche about it, but I did realize that maybe 20 days in that, you know, this just became, you know, 95% of it was just getting myself into the gym and kind of the rest would follow. But some of the, the, the key takeaways, I guess, is that, delayed gratification really does work and you know to be able to go into the new month uh first of november knowing that i set this goal for myself and i achieved it knowing that i held myself accountable and that i had these all these amazing people rooting for me and and like kind of helped me get to the finish line and i'm being driven by something that's like much bigger than myself was like an amazing feeling and created kind of uh I was operating at a frequency that I, I had rarely experienced in the past. Um, but also the fact that, you know, ironically enough, um, the 1st of November was when my new phone, my iPhone 14 Pro Max. And yes, I do need to state the full name <laughs> every single time. No, I don't. I, I have no idea why I continue to do that. Um, yeah, uh, like that was getting delivered on the 1st of November as well. So like, challenge smashed money raised uh like on the same day that i transferred the money to pieta house in the form of that amazing donation that you helped us achieve and um, you know i also picked up my new phone so it was uh and it felt great honestly i had a rare moment of bliss if i would even dare to call it that um when i was walking into the office uh had my music playing in my headphones and it was like some upbeat song i don't even remember what it was uh but i was so happy and in such 
you know, on such a high frequency that I actually half power walked, half danced into the office. Um, I've never done that before. <laughs> that was very unusual. I definitely had a little mini dance in between sets in the gym if I'm feeling like I'm absolutely killing it. But to actually power walk slash dance, you know, the full 18 minutes into the office uh, says a lot more about like how happy I am to to be working where I'm working and the people that I get to be around or that I'm lucky enough to be around every day. But again, probably a topic for another podcast. Um, but no, it was an incredible experience. Uh, it really showed me that when you set your mind to something and when you're driven by a purpose that is a lot bigger than yourself and that you're not thinking about like what's in it for you and you're not <laughs> and like it's really like pure in your intent like that's what i'm trying to get to it's like i knew every single day in the pursuit of this goal that my intentions were 100 pure that i was not doing this for ego i was not you know virtue signaling in any way uh, that i was doing this because i wanted to challenge myself to go to new levels of discipline new levels of dedication and to see something through because as we've talked about a lot on this podcast the single best way to build confidence and consistency and just overall positive vibrations that are going to bring amazing things into your life is to make a promise to yourself and keep that fucking promise and we did that and you helped us get there and it was just really special and um, you know i i've had a lot of time to think over this last month or so and um, a lot of time to reflect on what we're building here at the irish next fan podcast a lot of the things that are to come in terms of more video footage, live streams, um, you know, live recordings in front of a studio audience of the of the podcast, like um, beer tastings and other in-person events that I want to arrange so that I, we can actually meet up as the Irish Knicks fan family and experience these things in the real world together and sharing our passions and just be around like-minded people that are, you know, um not afraid to share their passions with the world that are that are living their truth that are being authentic to themselves and that are just like you know essentially feeding off the energy of like other people doing the same fucking thing and and that are truly in the pursuit of the best version of themselves like if this little stupid podcast that i'm recording <laughs> on my kitchen table you know i've half nine at night uh in my apartment could be the thing be the the ember that sparks a movement like that i can't even put into words how much that would mean to me um you know those of you who remember my first attempt at all of this uh my first valiant attempt i would add is do more hope i mean that's where the name came from you know it was this idea of like more positive energy more connection more abundance uh more let's be honest productivity more aggressive aggressive chasing of your goals uh it was all about more 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 do more hub it was like it was that was like a statement of intent um but that 
like it was but it was rooted in people pursuing the best version of themselves right and finding different ways and different avenues and different um kind of outlets i suppose to do that and to be the the company the the structure the the outlet the the fucking beating heart that drives that for people um, and and for me to step into that position as a leader and to to inspire people to actually chase their potential and to inspire people to be all that they can be while also being the best version of myself right like that was the goal um and i didn't do it uh, <laughs> but hopefully this time around you know from lessons learned and from just um building better systems from day one and and from learning how to delegate and learning how to manage my energy and um you know just all of the different systems that i've put in place to allow me to show up as my best self every single day or almost i would say every single day yeah uh, again this is not about perfection this is about progress you know this is not about me like feeding my ego by putting this stuff out into the world and the reason i put out i created this podcast and this company the reason why i did sober october the reason why i show up in the world the way that i do is because i'm hoping that my authenticity in in doing all of those things and and my level of genuine compassion for other people uh, and my work ethic and my discipline and all of these things that they inspire other people to do the same. They like, I, I know I always say this, but I, I really do believe that true leadership is rooted in, you know, the ability to articulate somebody else's values so clearly that it makes, it gives them permission to strive for that, new level of success and to see themselves in a way that they've never seen before and if this becomes the vehicle that kind of amplifies that intent through all of these different things um, and if i take every opportunity that i can to lead by example and to inspire people to be the best version of themselves then this will have been successful and um, I love that I'm not trying to, I'm not like desperately trying to monetize this. I'm not desperately trying to reach out to sponsors or, you know, push for an in-person in -person event when we're not ready to do that yet. Or, you know, <laughs> there's so many different things that I could do right now that would really just be window dressing when it's not ready. Um, you know, to get to that next level. But as I keep saying every single episode, you know, we're building this together and I'm putting this out there as a document, as a, as a, as, as, you know, each episode as a new stepping stone towards what we are ultimately going, the real, towards the reality that we're ultimately going to be creating for ourselves. That, that when all of these in-person events are, happening and, and we're creating this and we're putting that intent out into the world and we're like when everything we're talking about right now and again I, I know I could I could stop recording this and I could try and record this all again 
because I don't like how I've articulated certain points, but I'm just going to leave it in because I want you to get the raw, unfiltered, uh, you know, version of what I'm trying to portray and put out into the world. But when we make all of this a reality and when the Irish Snakes fan podcast is, you know, something so much bigger and more amazing than what it is today, those of you that have been with me since day one, those of you that have listened since episode one on the 22nd of October, 2022, um, can say, I remember when he didn't even have an intro song. I remember when he uh, started talking more about craft beer and like, and less about other things. I, I remember when he didn't even do events yet. And now those things are huge. Like I want you to be able to, you know, I want us all as a collective to look back in this and say, God, this used to be fucking shit. <laughs> this was barely like listenable. And now look at it. Now look how far it's come. Look how far we've come and we did it together. So on that note, guys, I'm going to leave it here for today. Uh, I do have to take a nap before watching the Knicks, or the Knicks play the Sixers and posting yet another podcast tomorrow. Um, so until then, um, have a good rest of your day slash evening, wherever you are in the world. And uh, let's go Knicks.